Get him out of here. Out. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, f***ing fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it. But I learned quick, fast, and hurt. You feckless They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. That sounds like a choice. What? With the eighth pick in the 2018 NBA draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Colin Sexton from the University of Alabama. Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real. Uh, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. They can make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is terrible. I have to take off my shoes and run. So kiss my black Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Until I first drank my dog's pee, I was depressed, I was sad, and I had really bad acne. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it, it has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. And it's also proven to help cure cancer. And that is why I look so much better than you. Yeah, that's why she drinks dog urine. That video is still available for you at WRQK.com. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show on a Friday. I want to get started uh, early. I, I'm ready to get out of the gate. I, uh, I could not wait to get into this room this morning. And actually, my desire to be in here started yesterday afternoon. And I couldn't wait to get back to work. And it's because there's a piece of video that's floating around, and it's been it's all over Twitter, it's all over Facebook, and people are overreacting. You're overreacting, and you're reaching because you want this to be true. You want this because you are so, as a matter of fact, I think people being so quick to retweet this, quote this, talk about it, oh my God, he's owning a man, he got a man, I think the reason why you, is because you know how much dysfunction is in the wake of this organization, and so of course we're talking about the Cleveland Browns' Baker Mayfield, he made the rounds yesterday, he did Undisputed, he did, he did Colin Coward's show, I'm sure he did a couple other national shows, my guess is he was probably on the Dan Patrick show too, everybody always has the same guest. We imagine that. I wonder how that works. Is it because they, is it because these interviews are set days in advance? Yes. So we have the Baker audio, and I actually want to take a listen to it. For those of you that haven't heard it, he was on with Colin Coward, and Colin was like, look, man, I'm going to play you two pieces of video of stuff that I wasn't wild about. I'm going to give you a chance to explain it, and then we'll, you know, we'll have a little conversation about it. But I saw a couple of things you know, in your college career. I didn't love them. Um, and I was critical of you. You've obviously heard it so much so that you made a you made a hoodie about what you heard it, even though these athletes never hear what the media has to say, right? They never hear it. Although he showed up with a he showed up with a hoodie trying to trying to show the man up. So you do hear it. And so Colin was like, look, man, I got a couple of pieces of video, and I need you to explain them. And then this happened. You're playing Ohio State. I watched every snap. You were you know, gloriously talented guy, right? And then I see this play right here. Now watch this, Baker. And you throw a touchdown, and instead of, now I don't like this. I'm going to tell you right now, how come you're not, what? 
Where are you going? Where are you going over there? Our band is over there. Our student section's right there. And then straight back to our sideline. What about your team? Did you watch the rest of the game? I watched the whole game. You did? So you saw me celebrate with my teammates like the three touchdowns before that too? I don't like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. You pulled the one clip of me running right there to our fans and people that traveled well to that game, first of all. And then you didn't show the rest of the clip of me going to our sideline? No, no, no. You go, well, you no, have to go to the sideline. You didn't. You're not going right. to go to the hospital. Where else are you going to go? You're going to go right. after the touchdown. You're not going to go. Well, you're after... acting like I just ran away from everybody. Well, you, well, did, you did, Baker. You, you ran to the back of the end zone. Sideline. This is a, what is this, a five-second clip of you showing me, and then I'm off the screen right there? I'd like you to be with your teammates. Uh, watch the rest of the game. I'll That's watch. nitpicky. All right. Oh, I know you went back to the sideline. No, no, no. I'm, go Watch the other touchdowns. I got very excited on that one. So you think my accusation that this doesn't this isn't the fact, great? I feel like you're going for the fact that I'm not a team guy. I'm selfish. Is that what you're shooting at right here? Or? No. Um, He's giving you an opportunity to explain something. He's giving you an opportunity to explain it. Now let me tell you why you're retweeting the hell out of this. And why you're t- why why Baker Mayfield's own and Colin Coward, man. I heard it a thousand times yesterday. Saw the tweets, got tagged in so many tweets. Oh my god, man, look at our quarterback. He's owning the media already. Guys, if you don't think Baker Mayfield got that list of questions a day before that happened, you need to have your head examined. At minimum, he had those questions for two hours before that interview started. Welcome to interviewing national stars. That's what happens. They always make sure you are not. As a matter of fact, I know this happened between Colin Coward's producer and Baker Mayfield's representation. You are not to ask Baker Mayfield anything that does not get pre-cleared with us. That's how this works. That's how they work. That's why I don't bend over backwards trying to get dudes like that on the right. They're never going to tell you anything. You have to pre-screen it. It's always They're all in a box. They're all pre-packaged and terrified to death that a quote will get out there that wasn't right, that, wasn't like, that didn't go through a PR firm and get nitpicked and dial-tested down until you could digest it and not freak out on Twitter because that's what happens now. Does that sound like ownership to you? It doesn't sound like ownership to me. It sounds like a media guy was like, you know what? This is my guest on my radio show. It's my job to prop the guest up and make the guest look good. Otherwise, I just look like a bully. Right? Well, he picked two things that he wanted to criticize him out right uh, right through the gate, right? Like it wasn't like, hey, let's talk about the positives of well, like why you're a good QB. We going to talk to him about the police video cuz who isn't going to talk to him about the police video? By the way, Baker, no answer on that. Not really. And so, and look, I'm not a Baker hater. I'm trying to be optimistic on the kid. I'm, my problem's more with you guys. It's more with Twitter. It's more with Facebook telling me how a radio host got owned by asking a kid a question he knew he had to ask him. And you don't think he was being a little nitpicky on purpose to give Baker? So let me get this straight. He asked Baker about the touchdown first and then transitions into the cop video. You know why? Because he threw Baker a bone on something he knew he could defend, and like now let's move into the cop thing. It's one, two, three, paint by numbers. And let me tell you why he didn't get owned. Because you know the clip you're not retweeting to me today? You know the clip you're not tagging me in today? The one where Baker Mayfield says he has no problem, think that, that he has no concerns whatsoever that the Browns are a dysfunctional organization because he's been in the hallway and they're not. I notice you're not retweeting that one. I notice you're not tagging me in that one. You know why? It's because you don't believe that one. Because you have enough history on our side to know you can't believe that one they've been dysfunctional forever 
Baker Mayfield doesn't know about previous Browns dysfunction, though, right? He doesn't know about NFL teams. How the hell is he going to tell me what a dysfunctional NFL team looks like? This is the only one he's ever been with. How the hell does he know? How would he know? Literally, legitimately, that dude, that front office could be on fire, and Baker Mayfield would be like, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe this is what NFL teams do. How would he know? I want this kid to succeed. I hope he succeeds. I'm not being a Baker hater. My thing is more about the gotcha culture. Got him. They got him. Nobody got got. He got propped up on a question he saw a day ago and had a good answer on it. Now, what you could say is guys get fed the questions all the time and still can't answer the questions. Yes, absolutely. The league is filled with a ton of dudes like that who, even though they know what the right thing to say is, sometimes in the moment they just can't help themselves. They got to say the thing they shouldn't say. They just have to. Now, I'm glad we don't have that. So do you think this entire Colin Cowherd versus Baker Mayfield beef, I guess is for lack of a better term, was Why 100... is Colin retweeting it? Because was, he got owned? Was, was 100%. This was all just a pre-planned thing. Colin was like, you know what? I'll talk crap about Baker. I'll bring him in. We'll to ask, give him the question. No, I think he had legitimate concerns about Baker Mayfield going number one, which every, every NFL draft expert did. So it's not like he's on an island out there going, I can't believe Baker Mayfield was the number one pick. He's not on an island. That's what we all thought, too. You heard Rich Eisen. Wow! Everybody was shocked by this. It shocked the world. There were like three people who thought Baker Mayfield should go number one. Joel Klatt was one of them. Now, again, he works for Fox Sports, too. But yes, I believe he was critical of an athlete. This happened with T.O. like three days ago, where he was critical of T.O. And then, surprise, T.O.'s on the show the next day. Wow. Right. So you mean you mean to tell me Baker Mayfield just fell out of the sky? That that's what happened? He just fell out of the sky with an undraftable hoodie on going into the guy's studio who called him undraftable. That's what happened. It, it, notice, nobody's retweeting the, the clip telling me about how, how Baker says the Browns aren't dysfunctional. It's because you're denying that that part ever happened because you're like, well, he's got to say that because of this. Well, he's got to say the answers on everything else because of this, this, and this, too. Look. The kid handled himself well in the interview. You can actually go back and check my Twitter timeline. I say, man, I'm kind of liking Baker in this interview. It's not that I didn't like Baker in the interview. It's that everybody thinks a host got owned by doing what hosts are supposed to do, which is propping up your guests and making them look interesting and giving them a place where they can win. There's a reason why Colin Coward himself is the number one person retweeting that clip. It's because he didn't get owned. It's because he knows you'll watch it and, and you'll think he got owned. And you'll keep retweeting it. If Colin was embarrassed, you think he keeps putting it out there? If he was worried about the way he looks in that clip, does, does, does his show retweet it? No. The answer is no. Miraculously, that part's not in the podcast. Miraculously, that's the one thing FS1 won't retweet a thousand times. Nobody got owned anywhere. Baker Mayfield answered a question he knew 24 hours in advance. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. With the eighth pick in the 2018 NBA Draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select... Colin Sexton from the University of Alabama. NBA draft last night. You hear their Cavaliers selection. Number eight, Colin Sexton out of Alabama. Uh, from what I understand, I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about Colin Sexton. Um, from what I understand, people are touting him as one of the best guards in the country. Um, definitely, I think, one of the best guards in the draft last night. You get a lot of people. You see college basketball experts come out in March, and you see them come out in June. And that's really kind of the only time I see college basketball experts ever. Is it's like, the only time people care about it. 
yeah, like it's just it's hard to keep track of those dudes, especially when you're a team not focused necessarily on like, all right, well, we're completely on the rebuild. So I'm not going to be a liar and be like, well, dude, I've broken down all the Colin Sexton tape, but everything I've read about the dude seemed to like it. I mean, 6'2 point guard. That's not bad. Uh, you know, I mean, capable of going out there. Um, not a great defender, but a decent defender. Not a great shooter, but a 19-year-old. So you have time to develop something like that. The thing that really has me excited about him, the thing that really I'm like, I like it, is everything I've read is he's just a dog, dude. He's just out there working every day. He's got a chip on his shoulder that, you know, he's going to be better than you. He's going to work harder than you. So that seems like a winner to me. Well, good. It'll be good to trade away another future piece that might end up being good to try to bring one more 35-year-old dude here to fall short to the Golden State Warriors. It'll be good. I know I sound a little down on it. It's because I'm down on it. I think Colin Sexton's probably going to get moved away. I think we're going to move him away. And, uh, and and I think you do have to do whatever you think can help LeBron James A, stay here, and B, win here. I don't think either one are possible, but if you think you can do things and you think you can do that, then I think you got to give up on a 19-year-old kid you think might end up being pretty good in the future. We know LeBron's good, so you double down on that. Yeah, of of course. I think if LeBron stays, then his, his Sexton's his 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 career here could be very very short. I mean that's a very real possibility yeah. and obviously if you're the Cavaliers looking in win now mode, um you're going to want a more established guy, somebody like a Kemba Walker and I think that's why this pick last night was kind of a win-win and I think they pick a point guard in particular there because they know they need one and if LeBron half the league needs a point guard. If if LeBron stays, you're going to be able to trade a young point guard and take on a you know a bad contract and hopefully get an established guy. You're going to be able to get a Kemba Walker because Charlotte's going to be like, hey, well, we want somebody to fill this role. Yeah, well, good. We've got somebody to switch there. Now, if LeBron leaves, and I think most people are leaning towards that side, you've got a guy who isn't going to be necessarily or doesn't necessarily seem out of the gate like, well, this is a lock franchise player, but you have a guy that you can build around. You have somebody that you can start to like establish as, hey, if this is going to be our base, if this is going to be our future, I'm okay with this dude. This right here is where the NFL is better than the NBA. This right here is why the NFL is a bigger brand than the NBA is the draft for the NFL it's four days and you'll watch it you'll watch it you'll watch the fourth day of the draft NBA draft was last night NBA media barely cared here's the other thing you knew the name of every top 10 pick in the NFL draft I didn't know Colin Sexton's name until last night I bet college games I bet sports but nobody cares about March Madness anymore because everybody in the world's in it now, and it just get it got lost in the shuffle. It just seems to be one of these things in the in, in the new era that is having a hard time garnering our attention, grabbing grabbing the headline. And the NFL, I don't know if it's them. I don't know who does it. Maybe it's just the media that likes the sport better. It could simply just be that. But they push those college recruits, those college kids that are getting ready to go into the NFL, down your throat a year and a half out. You knew Sam Darnold's name a year before last year. Deshaun Kaiser was in the league a year before he should have been. It's like, do you hear about these guys? They promote these guys. They're on TV. You hear, and dude, this whole thing. These NBA, these NBA guys, nobody had ever heard of him. Now, they asked Colin Sexton about joining the Cavaliers and obviously his future with LeBron James, and then this happened. Two years ago, you were an unranked high school player. Now you're a lottery pick. What does that mean? Uh, it just shows all my hard work paid off. Um, I just grinded from starting at the bottom and came back up um, to the top. That was the biggest thing, just to show people what I can do. 
make your pitch to LeBron James to stay in Cleveland with you. Man, LeBron, let's do it. Let's do it. I see you need a few pieces, that one extra piece this past season. Hey, let's do it. Uh, let's go back to the finals. Let's do it. All right, LeBron, the young bull has called you out. He wants you to stay with him in Cleveland. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, not sure I would have done that. Not sure I would have done that. Now, look, I don't want to criticize a 19-year-old kid in the heat of the moment, biggest moment of his life too much, right? Because you got to put some perspective on that. You are caught up in the moment. You're 19. You just, dude, you worked your entire life for something, and here it is, right? So, so he's a little cloud nine. So I'm not going to, I don't want to nitpick too hard. But I wouldn't be on TV reminding LeBron James, yo, bro, remember back a couple of weeks ago when you couldn't get it done? This 19-year-old kid, even though you've moved away from every young star that's been on any team you were anywhere near, this 19-year-old kid's going to help you win it. Now, again, I can't nitpick the kid too hard. He's in the moment of his life. It's going to happen. But I don't go on national TV and remind LeBron James he lost the NBA Finals because he didn't have another piece. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess LeBron knows that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he knows that, so it's but not. But now your teammate that's not your teammate yet is basically telling the whole world that. It's like, Ugh, that did, it didn't come off great to me. I said this yesterday, and I still stand firm to it. Like, just what a tough place for this kid to be because he's excited, I'm sure, and thinking, like, maybe this is going to be the greatest thing of my life. But, like, dude, if LeBron leaves and I'm left here as the guy who's going to have to, like, establish this whole thing again, it's just going to, I mean, it's just a tough, a tough place for a well, kid to be. now... Or do you get lucky? Because if, like, do you get, although we didn't really see this much with Kyrie Irving. You thought you would have, but we didn't. I was going to say, do you get lucky in, in the sense of, man, we just lost the, we lost the best athlete in this sport in 30 years and this and that. But, man, this kid, he's here and he's going to be good. Do people give you a little leeway because they don't expect you to be LeBron James? Um, well, even, I mean, even if you're a stud, dude, even if you come out and you're, you know, you're rookie of the year, you still have very big shoes to fill in front of you. And, I mean, like, you, you probably, once, you know, once LeBron leaves, you probably understand, and, and I'm sure the coaches and the, and the front office and, and the powers that be are going to no have. No guarantee he leaves, by the way. I mean, right. I, guess we should, I guess we should say and, that. And no guarantee that Colin and Sexton either flops or is an all-star. I mean, like those, you know, guys, guys in the eight seed go one way or the other. Like yeah. that's, I mean, people swing and miss in drafts all the time. Um, I just, like I said, I think this is a win-win. I think if LeBron stays, Colin Sexton accompanied with another piece, another, you know, contract would be able to put together somewhat of a lucrative trade deal without necessarily including Kevin Love. Um, and if he goes, you have something to start to build with. So as a Cavs fan, I'm happy. Is If LeBron James stays, is Colin Sexton the starting point guard? Uh, probably. I mean, yeah. but you got to think, too. I mean, a point guard with LeBron is such a unique position because very frequently you don't have to play point guard. So that's a good place. That's why Kyrie was so frustrated. That's a good position for you to be in as a rookie point guard on a championship team. When he brought in Norris Cole as a rookie to the Miami Heat, Norris Cole did great for coming from Cleveland State. He did great for the Heat. because oh, I forgot about that. Because pressure was very much off of of him and he had other people there to kind of like mentor him to teach him the ropes but still was able to go out there and perform and add to the team so I, I mean I think that's you know the best case scenario where it's like all right if he's staying and if 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 Sexton's not traded you've got somebody you know you've got somebody there that can kind of you know show you how to do it without necessarily putting all that pressure on you now I'm a pessimist but the moment I saw the pick last night I felt like LeBron texted Dan Gilbert and said okay move him Figure it out. Figure out. Figure out what it is you're going to get back. Figure it out. I mean, dude, if you can't get this or this, then I'm gone. 
and if that's if that's the case, so be it. I mean, like I I, I mean I don't want to come down on the kid and be like, well, pff, you're expendable. But just like Andrew Wiggins, man, well, it's the NBA. I dude, Draymond Green would be expendable to keep LeBron James. Right, right. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, just, yes, just like Andrew Wiggins. And I know people were upset about that in the moment, but the Cavs won a championship. And you look at it right now, and I'll take Kevin Love over Andrew Wiggins ten times out of ten. I mean, I just will. Oh, uh, like, there were people who thought maybe that that this last series was a lot closer if Andrew Wiggins had been playing and not Kevin Love. Andrew Wiggins, the knock on him for the past two years is the dude's lazy. He doesn't try hard. He doesn't He doesn't put the effort out there. Well, and that's he, not good. And he does it. I'm not and one like, of those people. I just was curious about the take. That's, that's, all. that's, that's 100%. I don't want a guy like that. I, I, want, I want the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers. I want dogs in there. I want guys who are going to go in there, who are going to show their teeth, and who are going you know, to fight for it. Well, LeBron seems to like Kevin. I know they can get back and forth a little bit. He can eye roll Kevin on the floor and this and that, but there's a reason why Kevin Love has been here as long as he's been here. And it, it, dude, there, there's something there. We eye roll each other in the show. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's part of the game. It's, like... a, working, it's a working relationship. Exactly right. It's a, it, as long as there's ultimately at the end of the day, this is all that matters in a relationship like that. You can fight every minute of the day. As long as there's respect for the other person in you, that fight will never get further than it should be. Like the, and, and so like you'll be all right. And I think LeBron actually, at the end of the day, really respects Kevin Love. I think that's why he wanted to move Anthony Wiggins and get Kevin Love. Now, and th- that very much shows why he's going to want to move Colin Sexton and get Kemba Walker. But it, it, would. the LeBron or the Kevin Love rumor right now is that, well, the Cavs do not want to move off of him. And I'm sure they don't want well, to move want off of him. Right. Want's right. an interesting word. That, that, that's, that's the word. Are, they might not want to. Are they willing to move away from Kevin Love? My guess is yes. Turns out there's a list of things women love about sex. We're going to examine that, and we'll do it next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRTK.com. Talk to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Do that coming up at 7 o'clock. Get his take on Colin Sexton being drafted by the Cavs. Also, uh, Baker Mayfield making the rounds national media yesterday. A lot of people feel like Baker Mayfield was owning eight people. We'll we'll get into that a little later in the program, and I'll explain again how ridiculous of an idea that is. It's because it is. It's ridiculous. He made Colin Coward look stupid. Is that why Colin Coward retweeted it forty-seven times? Because he, because how dumb he looked in his own show? I mean, I guess. So with it being Friday night, I know a lot of you are going to be trying to have some sex. Matter of fact, I'm having drinks with uh, with somebody a little later this evening. Nice. Right? So, nice. Uh, so I mean, that's what the weekends are for, right? Sleeping in, getting late. It's kind of what the whole thing is about. So they have a list here, Maxim does, a, uh, a list of things that women especially find enjoyable during, uh, well, you know, being naughty. And uh, one of them here is seeing your dude get aroused. Is like a big thing for women. Now I can't. Now I can't. Now obviously that'd be you know it's big for anybody. You want to know that that you're doing your thing. It's just this is so normally defined as a male thing because of the ego and because honestly, well, sex is all based on our performance. Yeah, I, I don't. I never understand people who aren't getting off on their partner's enjoyment. Like I always feel like that's a huge, huge part of sex. Like, don't get me wrong, what you're doing on, on my end, it matters, but like it's a team team game here. Like we're trying we're trying to reach the pinnacle together. Well, right. I mean, cause what you don't want is that uncomfortable feeling of climbing off somebody like, 
no, sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nobody wants that. So, like, you, you want to know you're doing your job. Yeah, I mean, dudes, you know, and I know the, 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 the joke of, like, the two-pump chump and, like, you know, well, ladies go before gentlemen or whatever. But, like, dudes who are just like, yeah, whatever, I got mine, I don't care. I, that's just, that's bizarre to me. Yeah, because, well, the, the the guy who's okay with that and still curious as to why he doesn't get put right. back in the game, right. like, right. that's bizarre right. to me. Like, that's the part I find strange. Another thing women love about sex, they say, is being naked with the dude. They're just, like, laying around naked with you. Yeah, I love nudity, so I'm not going to disagree with that I got to tell you, dude, ever since I lost some weight, I don't have a problem with nudity either. I'm naked in my apartment all the time It's not now. bad, right? Yeah, it's no. not bad. Dude, when you're not a disgusting, fat piece of <laughs> crap that you just hate everything about yourself, life gets better. I was actually, I was I was at an establishment yesterday. And I some, thought you were going to be like, I drove past your house <laughs> yesterday, saw married. you naked. I saw, I saw somebody at an establishment yesterday. He was like, dude, I'm a huge fan of the show. You know, follow both you guys on social media. Tell Dan he's looking good dude and i'm yeah. like so some dude from downtown canton thinks you're looking good dude <laughs> like keep it up <laughs> i need a woman from downtown canton to think i'm looking good uh the women say here that when they're having sex they love when a man is so much into it that he can't even talk that that if you're solely going in, into tim allen grunting that that that's that's nice they like that really i'm surprised it's not opposite i would think too much grunting and like guttural sounds ooh, is uh, right. <laughs> i would think that was i would think that would be a turn off dude i've told you about the male moaner right what do you got tell oh, me what you got God. here all what's right. happening so like i i all right i can i can do this cuz she doesn't live there anymore all right so like i was dating this girl who lived in akron for a while this is years and years ago around 2009 this was okay and she lived on on, on north balch in akron and if you live in akron you know what I just said. You're like, Jesus, dude, what the hell were you doing over there? And so a lot of these houses didn't have air conditioning. It was one of those neighborhoods, you know, okay. I mean? where it's like, dude, her and, okay. her, her and her roommate were both like young bartenders. Neither one of them had any money. And so they lived in like this duplex like type thing, right? And so the couple that lived above us, they always had their bedroom window open. And so we'd walk down to, you know, the square or whatever, go to Annabelle's, get hammered. We'd, we'd walk in back. And you'd be able to hear this couple having sex by the time we got to the stop sign of the other street. And you'd never hear her. But the guy upstairs, he was one of these. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who this guy was. Shirt never on, black jeans, no belt, and ponytail. That's the male moaner. Perfect. That's every male moaner. That's what they all look like, I would imagine. And every time you'd get to the edge of the top of the street, top of bolts right there, something. <laughs> and it was like to the point where it was like, if we could hear her a little, we'd probably end up banging. But all I can hear is like, you know, an air horn up there, and it's awful. Silence is not the answer, but you don't want to be the male. It's like, either. why is the hot chick upstairs banging a tugboat? What the hell is happening up there? We'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show, Kenton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Show Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. Before we talk to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, by the way, catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app, every Friday on the Stansbury Show at 7 o'clock. We should let you know that if you're headed down uh, 77 South, apparently right at the Tusk exit, there's a uh, jackknife semi holding some things up. Traffic kind of be uh, a little backed up. So be careful. Choose a different route if you, uh, if you are able. Don't want to see you caught up in that. Even though it probably helps with my business. I mean, the longer you're yeah. in your car, the better off I do. You know what? Just go straight down 77. <laughs> Just get off at Tusk right there. You'll be fine. <laughs> Just go right into it. So last night, NBA draft. And uh, and 
I know it sounds like I'm anti-NBA. I'm not. It's just, it's, I find it interesting that regular season ratings for the NBA were up this last year. Now, the finals, not so much, because I feel like everybody kind of knew what was going to happen. I think, actually, that, that closeout game, game four of the NBA finals, was like one of the lowest NBA finals games in history. But I think because people knew what was going to happen. I think recent history. I think, oh, is that right? I think recent his, history? I think big picture, it's one of those, like we've said about the NFL, where you hit peaks, and then it's like, well, of course you're going to come down from it. Recent history, yes. Okay, well, that does make sense, because yeah. honestly, people don't know this, but the NBA finals weren't on TV until like after 1982. Like, they were on tape delayed. They weren't live on TV until like the mid-80s or something like that. Something crazy like that. It's like one of those things you think is always true and it's like not really. So the NBA draft was last night and everybody's very curious to see what happens. Are we getting pieces? Are we trading pieces? What's going to go down? So we do it every Friday. We talk to my good buddy, actually my first boss in the business, Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Sports. Again, catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. And Munch, you by now obviously know that the Cavaliers with the eighth pick in the NBA draft have selected Colin Sexton out of Alabama. How are you with it? I'm fine with it, bro. I really am. You know, I will tell you this, is that people were looking for bridges from Villanova. Also, people were looking at uh, Porter. Uh Uh-uh. I don't mess with bad backs. I don't miss with bad feet. You can say, well, what about the juniors? Well, how many years did it cost him? And, boy, we were lucky that he was able to fight it off and be a man's man. No, who were our point guards last year? Exactly. And that's <laughs> what we're looking at. George Hill, Jose Calderon, who ran on fumes, even though he played very, very hard for us. Sexton was a very, very good draft choice. And how about unsolicited? Asking the king to stick around and play another year with him. Yeah, I mean, I figured whoever they drafted was gonna was gonna make the pitch. You kind of have to. Everybody's kind of waiting for you to make the pitch. So let's ask. You, you. think so? I oh. mean, I, I I was totally shocked by that. Oh really? I just kind of expected the new in a you pleasant know, way. This new era athlete, they're just kind of that's just kind of the way they are. I, uh, I I I actually expected that. So let me ask you: Does LeBron James end up playing on the NBA floor with Colin Sexton? Does that happen? Uh, bro, if you're asking me today, I still say yes, even though there were reports that uh, he was going bye-bye. Nothing has been substantiated at this time. I know Kobe Altman and LeBron had a very, very nice conversation, finally. Now, I don't think they screamed and yelled at each other. He was not committal, I'm sure, to Kobe. But at least they're communicating, at least they're talking. Yeah, You know what, man? It makes no sense for him to go anywhere else. He goes to the Lakers. It's simply for the Lakers' colors. He is not getting by the Golden State Warriors, even adding Paul George to that team. I'm definitely excited about the uh, the draft pick there. I think Sexton is going to be a dog in the NBA, and I think the Cavaliers could use some of that. I think they could use some toughness. I think they could use some chip on their shoulder. So the addition there makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, one of the rumors that I kept hearing yesterday is that the Cavaliers do not want to move off of Kevin Love. They do not want to trade him. I have some questions about that. Do you buy into that much? But wholeheartedly, and here's the thing, A, LeBron did not want to trade him. B, here's something that is a state, you know, they're not going to say it and turn around unless it's something that would blow you away that they'd have to pull Kevin in and say, you know what, I know we don't want to move you, but we can get this, this, and this. You see what we're doing. Here's the saddest thing. Who is, and again, haters, deal with it. The most tradable asset, most valuable asset after LeBron on his team is Kevin Love. Even with Nance Jr.'s upside, you can talk about all these other guys. It is Kevin Love. They want to keep him, whether LeBron moves on or whether he stays. They're not going to say something that adamant and vehement. And, guys, let me ask you something. Why would they not want to keep a guy who you wind up and goes out and gets 20 and 12? Simply put, 
that puzzles me. Well, it's the only piece that can get you anything in return. Nobody wants yeah. anybody else. And yeah, right. That's that, what I'm saying. That's what the tough thing is about it. So it's pretty adamant and vehement for them to come out and say, hey, you know what? It, this is the guy that we have to have. And I'm just curious, right now, for them to say that, I don't feel that they would be trading him for veteran help, i.e., a piece to get Kawhi Leonard. Bottom line is, is that, you know, if they be trading him, you know, they're not going to trade him for prospects because then again, you got some years out in the freaking wilderness and you need Moses to lead you through the freaking Red Sea. Well, I mean, that's everybody's take on the draft pick last night is that he'll never see the floor because LeBron's not going to want him. So if you get to keep him, you're going to have to move him to bring you back the pieces that you want. Well, then, you know, if you have to move section, then that's fine. I mean, look at teams didn't hesitate yesterday. And I'll tell you this Atlanta going to be woeful again to ship Trey Young. And it has nothing to do with me being Slovenian and Dotsis being Slovenian. To ship Trey Young for them. Dallas came out big, big winners in this draft yesterday. So, you know, if you need to move him, hey, you moved Wiggins for love. I like Sexton. But if you move him to get a piece to keep LeBron to stay, how could you not move him? This is an interesting look at the NBA versus the NFL, if you ask me last night. You had the NBA draft last night. Most people didn't watch it. You have the NFL draft. It's four days. Everybody watches it. <laughs> no, you, seriously, everybody watches You're it. You're right, bro. It's and, crazy. And you know what? The NBA draft was very watchable. And my thing is, is like, okay, so all these kids, the top 10 kids last night, right? Nobody's ever heard of them. Where when a kid's drafted in the NFL, you've heard of them for a year and a half. Like, dude, what is the NBA going to do? You got these kids going to college. They come out. They're one and done. Then they can't shoot. They can't play. They're not big enough. They they can't body anybody up. They're eighteen and they're and they're flat out kids. And the competition looks terrible. What the hell is the NBA going to do to fix this problem? Well, bro, it's interesting you know, because number one, when you're one and done, and what about when it's going to be none and done? Yes, they go right to the G League. Yeah, because they're going to pay them good money. No one's going to know. Who these guys are, and you, I'm glad you talked to you know for the outside guys for the most part. Okay, it's a different game, but inside the paint, these are men. These are men playing basketball. I will say this: DeAndre Ayton, for a freshman coming up, has a man's body. He's ready for it. Okay, and I cannot wait to see him school Joel Embiid, the trick bag punk. Okay, and not the process, the process. Because uh, you know, that'll be something, because Embiid's already complaining about people comparing him to him. Embiid uh, won't carry his jock in a couple of years. Jeez. But the bottom line is, oh, it's a problem. You know what else is a problem? We talked about this uh, yesterday, Dan, just you and I, when I saw it at the station, is that shouldn't free agency be before the draft? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I know it would help teams. I know they'd probably like it. It just uh, it just makes sense. Yeah, it's, it, it, it is interesting. It's crazy because the popularity there. Now, just two rounds, you're, you're thinking too well. That's all there should be. But guys, remember this: when you look at importance of drafts, sure you can get uh, a luck if you're Indy and turn it around in two years if the cat's healthy. You know the the, the Brady's lurk. Very none of them ever will lurk at six like he did. But this is the draft, and I was talking to some folks yesterday. At, at times, it's a throwaway for some of the better teams. Okay, like wow, there's not anybody worth taking into the twenties. This draft was different. But think about this with just five men on the court. And really, a rotation of three for the most part with the, in the playoffs, especially with the two you can trust and you throw a third one in there. This is the one draft, though, that could change your team in a year or two if you do it properly. That's why I don't believe in this process nonsense that takes years.
We're talking to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. Munch, i got to ask you before I let you go. I'm sure you saw some of this uh, some of this tape of Baker Mayfield making the rounds on the national sports shows yesterday. And, dude, the audience seems to be like, oh, my God, man, Baker Mayfield lit up Colin Coward on his own show. And, dude, you and I both know Baker saw that list of questions either a day before or two hours before that interview. Um, did you walk away seeing any of this, hearing any of this, feeling any more positive about Baker Mayfield than you were before? Oh, yeah, I certainly did, even though he has seen the questions. You know what? Handled himself nicely. You have some kids, and uh, young men, I should call them, that are socially inept and, and just don't seem confident. He was confident in his speech. I, something bothered me yesterday, though, Dan and Fantone, that you need to comment on. I mean, people say, oh, my gosh, more people are turning away from him. What, you idiot? I think more people are turning towards him, don't you? I felt like he won a lot of yeah. people over yesterday. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't see anybody saying he turned them off. It seemed like everybody's looking to give. That's my problem, is that I feel like everybody's trying to give Baker Mayfield all this credit for answering the questions the way a professional athlete answers the questions. These guys get schooled in how to do this. There's no way his publicist let him on the air without seeing what they were going to talk about. You and I both know that. Yeah, so, but again, didn't he handle it well? Some still know that, and they still come off looking like guys that can't count to 10. Well, that part is true and that's a fair point and yeah I, I think I've said this about Baker I wouldn't have drafted him at number one but everything he's done since we've done it has kind of made me like the kid more yeah I need three more inches out of him I mean I, I told you that yeah that when he was my number one they feel better about him guys I just got to get this out this is just on me and uh, to me it still blows my mind you saw the Jameis Winston stuff right right yeah yeah is there any doubt in your mind now that he did not abuse that girl in college that's all I'm going to say. Wow. Hi, uh, uh, yeah, I don't really want to make You can leave it on, on me. That. Leave it on me, guys. <laughs> I, I will leave that one on you. We'll leave the entire conversation right there. That's Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, and everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. We'll talk to you again next week, Munch. Gentlemen, it's freaking Friday. Come on, the glorious almighty weekend. You going to rock me all morning? <laughs> Love it, baby. We got you. Let's we'll talk baby. to you next Come time. On. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We'll pass out those incarceration tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 is the number you need on those. I, uh... I had a great day yesterday. Yeah, I had a fantastic day, as a matter of fact. I, uh... I went and played a little bit of golf with my buddy John. And, uh... I was happy he saw... That he was there for it because uh, I shot a 42 on the back yesterday on, on the back nine from the from from the pro tees. Shot a 42. Okay. That's pretty damn good. Okay, that's getting close. And then uh, we played a few extra holes after that, and they actually had to measure. Um, he was obsessed with it. He was like, "I'm going back to the tees. Like, we're going to find a scorecard. We're going to." He's like, "We're going to measure this." They swear I hit this drive yesterday 310. Jeez. They swear it's 310 because of how long the hole is. Jeez, dude. And I when I left the club, when I when I hit the it was a driver off the, you know, obviously from the tee. And I was like, when it left, I was like, oh dude, I crushed that. That ball's gone. And sure enough, we got all the way. I mean, we were checking 50 yards short of the green. And I was like, no, guys, I think it might be up here. And sure enough, we found it. Happy Gilmore, John Daly, and Dan Stansberry, yeah. dude. I played good pretty, grief. 310? I played pretty good yesterday. Wow. I did. I played pretty good. Wow. Yeah. 
pretty happy about where the game is. So some dude in downtown Canton said you look skinny and you're hitting the ball 310? You should you should be on top of the world today. Well, it's the gym, dude. I mean, it's the gym. I mean, it's it's strong hips. It's That's what does it. And uh, you, you work the right machines and, you know, you do the right stuff. And you know what I mean? You eat right. You work out. You work on your body and good things will happen. Did you hear that, ladies? It's the hips right there. Stansberry. He's the- got the power. It's where it all comes from. I actually am having drinks with somebody later. Okay. I, uh... Yeah, you got a little plan? You got to you know what you're doing? Is this well, a date or I what do we get going I, on here? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, dude, everything's a date these days to people. You know what I mean? But I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, we're meeting for a drink. So like that's kind of a date, right? I think drinks are the perfect first date. Like literally you cannot get a better first date than that because you have to talk to each other. There's easy out points built in. There's exit ramps all over the place. You finish a drink and you're not having a good time. Well, it was nice to see you. Adios. You're well, that's, stuck there for dinner. Well, that's exactly what I had said to her too. Because we had met... We We've met socially a couple of times through okay. some other people or whatever, and it had, I had been flipping the coin on it here and there, and there was a little light flirting online socially, you know, okay. how people do that, you know, right. there's a little bit of that. I mean, nobody got like out of line or anything, but no deep picks, no, no, no deep picks. Like okay. I'm not a deep picker. I'm not. I'm not. That's not my thing. <laughs> deep pickers. I like that now. <laughs> deep pickers. I like that, dude. American pickers is over. <laughs> that that show sucks. Deep D-pickers. pickers is the show you need. That's the show you need. But I'm not. Jeez, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not that guy. So I that's exactly what I said to her. I was like, I think maybe what we should do, I was like, why don't we go get one drink on Friday to see if we want to have three drinks? Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is it can build into something else. If everything's going great, all systems go, dude, you guys are drunk and you're having sex before you know it. But like I said, you got exit ramps all over the place. Now, do you have a do you have a, do you have a place picked out? Or we just, I do. Okay. I have already told her where to go, Okay, where to be, when what time to be okay. there. Now, look, I know somebody's going to be like, oh, my God, Sansbury just said he told a woman what to do and where to go. Oh, my God, I'm a feminist. Where's my Twitter? I understand it. I, I get it. I'm sorry. It's just the way I, I spoke. I asked her if that place would be okay. Her and her trans fans, get, your friends got together and agreed it's all right. We're allowed to go there. Everybody's happy, okay. right? We, we, we don't right. have to assault me anymore. There we go. So, yeah, no, I don't know. Tonight, 8 o'clock, I guess. And I, I, I chose a place I've never been. I like doing that. Um, I like choosing places that I've never been that gives me a reason to go. Um, so I can check another place out. I'm not going to tell you. And uh, No, do not tell. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm not, not going to tell you. I made that mistake once before. That dude from downtown Canton would be waiting for uh-huh. you just sitting there. Stansbury, what's up, bro? Well, not only him. There's two other people we know for sure would just be like, oh, that's yeah, weird. I don't know how oh, they strange. just randomly showed up here. Strange. I don't know how that happened. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, we're going to do that. And, uh, it, and it's close enough to my house where if we do decide, you know what, let's just go bang it out, then we're pretty close. Okay. Um, yeah, being on neutral court makes sense to me on first dates. I mean, you don't want to go somewhere where you're established as like this is my spot you know what i mean like you can't that's how you lose your spots yeah exactly dude because then you're like oh my god what am i here with this nightmare for dude there's a bar in canton ohio that's got fantastic food the bar's great and i can never go back because i asked a bartender out and it didn't go Uh, well and so i'm like dude i can't ever eat there ever again i love that place man and i can never go back the uh the bartender ask out is tough dude i think it's tougher than the stripper ask out oh yes 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 the the bar the bartender when she says no, that is one of the most belittling feelings because you're like, son of a bitch, I still got this Miller Lite here. I can never come back here. This is awful. And I still got to pay this tab. <laughs> you know what I mean? That sucks. I should have I should have asked you after I had done that. What the hell was I thinking? Actually, you know what? People being a, you know, a little sissified online and whether or not that's all right is actually what I want to talk about right now. Okay. And actually, I want to throw one of my friends underneath the bus. Now, I don't know if she would consider me a friend. I haven't spoken to her in a while, but we used to run in the same circle. And we're going to call her Jennifer. 
and it's because her name is Jennifer. <laughs> so we're going to call Jennifer Jennifer, okay? Now, Jennifer's one of my liberal friends, super ultra-liberal. She lives right outside of Lakewood, Ohio, right? And she's super liberal. And so every time I say anything online, she's one of these people that goes, Stansbury's secretly alt-right. Secretly, he's alt-right, right? Should stop being friends with this woman. And, uh, well, I pretty much have. And, uh, and I don't feel like I'm that. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what alt-right is. I just feel like I'm centered in any day. And now I feel like the climate's so strange that if you're in the center, you do look crazy. That if you're not on one of the extremes, people are like, why aren't you extreming out with us, bro? And it's like, and I just, that's not what I'm into, right? And so she's always on me and other people we know and people in like that scene up there and like the whole thing about like their views and their takes. And she's always, you know, telling me about, you know, and I, again, by the way, I was pro gay marriage in 2007 before the rest of my party. Like I was out there, dude, like full on carrying the flag, trying to help people out. Right. Yeah. Just dudes and butts everywhere. Stansberry's life. Yeah, absolutely. But she's like one of those people who's always like, you know, you're not nice enough to this and you're not nice enough to this. And she happens to be a big NoFX fan. Now, NoFX is this punk band. A lot of you don't know, but they're a pretty big punk band. Right. And not that long ago, they actually had their own tour. It was called Punk and Drublick. It was a beer, and they actually made a beer by Stone Brewing is the one that did it. And the beer was fantastic. And they were doing a tour and this whole thing. And you might remember that NoFX was actually. Um, I believe playing in Las Vegas, where where that mass shooting had happened, and Fat Mike referenced, that's the lead singer of NoFX, referenced that mass shooting and said, well, at least they were country fans. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. Yeah. Right? Well, at least they were country fans. Yeah. Right? So then since then... That they've been removed from their own tour and they kind of continued. And now Fat Mike's online saying things like this F it. I'm not supposed to talk about it, but because of the comments we made in Las Vegas, every NoFX show has been canceled in the United States. We did not drop off any shows. We were not told that no, well, however, I'm sorry, we were told that NoFX is not welcome to play any big venue in the United States. Yeah. Because every big venue in the United States is the Pepsi Arena, the Doritos this, the this, this. And they don't want public pressure on those huge brands to not allow you to perform. Well, and let's be real, dude. I mean, it's not like you were going to go play the Q. You know what I'm saying? Like, no FX is not playing the Q. Like, well, that's a fair point, too. It, it, that's, that's I mean, the their tour was doing well, but again, it's like every other compilation show. There's 9,000 bands on it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, was doing I, think, well. I think that. I think that they could be they're they're an Agora band, correct? I mean, in that realm of like uh, House of Blues Agora. Okay, sure. yeah, pick okay, one. Yeah, okay. Pick so one. I mean, like they're they're in that vein right there. Pick one. So, but I, I mean, I'm not going to argue with 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 companies who do not or bookers who do not want to deal with something like that. Well, I understand punk rock is very anti-establishment, very un-PC. But dude, we're talking about a, a, the greatest mass shooting in American history. I here. saw this all the time. You know, you know what you're getting when you hire Fat Mike and no effects. Guys, I can make the argument, you know what you're hiring, you know what you're getting when you hire Stansbury, too. But if I go too far, my boss is going to be like, yeah, bro, sorry, man, fired. can't do that one. Can't do that one. And so now, my friend, this is why I, I don't care about Fat Mike. I don't care about No Effects Fat Mike at all, right? I mean, I got all the albums I like. I don't care what he says, this and that. I'll listen to No Effects if I still want to or whatever. It doesn't matter, right? But my friend Jen now, who's always on the rest of us, to make sure you, you know, equality, man. Make sure you're inclusive. Stansbury, you just need to be more inclusive, man. You're just so close-minded. Just be more inclusive. She's now out there with angry face emojis going, this is because of words. Yeah. 
See, this is what I'm always saying, is that you can't be mad at me about my words and my views if you want Fat Mike to play. We have gone job hunting in this country. We have ended careers over less than what Fat Mike had to say. And so, like, what did you think was going to happen? Did you really not think, did you think NoFX was going to be the one thing that was able to avoid this? Well, like I said, I think punk rock has that reputation. And I know, the, like, the, well, this is what this, you get. No, 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 no. The, 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 that's true. That punk rock may have that reputation. NoFX may have that reputation. This is what I keep trying to tell you people. You have changed the climate of the country. It's no longer, well, that's who they are. No, no, no. What Twitter wants is for us all to be this person. If you are making the decisions here, not Twitter, this is Dan Stansberry's world we're living in here. Are you the booker staying away from no FX no. or are you booking them? I'm booking no FX. Okay. Now, I mean, because the, the only thing that, that to me is like, well, where's, where's, the, where's the free speech people? Where's the, hey, you should be allowed to say whatever you want? I feel like very often that's, that's a statement, and I'm not hearing that about that. I know this isn't your argument. I know that's not your argument. But he was free to say what he said. He got a chance to say it, said it into a microphone in front of a crowd, and then through other people's freedom, they reacted the way they wanted to react to the comment. It's, everybody got their freedom. Everybody got their free exchange. Yes. I know. I know. I'm not. I'm not at you. Yes, I I, I agree with what you, with what you're saying there, though. I just feel like there's a lot of people who, in other avenues, would be like, "Well, you can't take Roseanne's show away from her. She's allowed to say whatever she wants to. Yeah, it's free speech." That whole thing with ABC is crazy. We'll get into that a little later. Nobody. I don't hear anybody saying that about no FX. Nobody's standing up to like, "Well, I don't like it," but okay. I think what might be happening there is no FX is is not the brand Roseanne is correct. Right. So I think there's probably less dialogue about no FX overall than there is with Roseanne. It's just just, this is my my point was to expose my friend because she's constantly on the rest of us. She always thinks you know because we wear black concert t-shirts that we're not as evolved as she is, man. Like you don't understand, Sansbury. I'm just enlightened. I'm woke, bro. And now because your thing's being attacked, now you want to go to the word shouldn't do this thing. You're the side that did this, Jen. You're the one. I've got a thousand of your posts calling me and like ten of my friends out for innocuous things, but you wanted to be a social justice warrior you wanted to be this person and now your favorite band is not allowed to go on tour and this is what i've been saying about this from the beginning it's all fun and games until they come after the thing that you love incarceration tickets up for grabs next on rock 106.9 the stansbury show i have got to get in on this rock 106.9 Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 1069. Before the break, we even just mentioned Roseanne's name. And wow, people, man, they have opinions on that. We're actually going to talk about Roseanne and, uh, and, and the comeback and the fall and then now what ABC's answer is. And we've kind of predicted this, and I think it's going to be a mess. We'll do that at 8 o'clock. It is the 22nd. Um, I have been working closely uh, about a, a year or so with a, uh, with a local organization here called Safe 22. And what they do is they raise awareness over the fact that veterans come home after serving this country. And um, it's not easy. No. And a lot of times they struggle with uh, with getting reassimilated back into civilian life. And so much so that 22 a day take their own lives. 
And uh, so obviously on the 22nd of every month, we try to, you know, take a minute or two and kind of remind everybody of that. And if you or anybody you know uh, it might be going through something like this, you can reach out. Their website is save22.vet or call 1-800-273-8255 or veterancrisisline.net is, uh, is all ways you can reach Save22 and reach out and find some resources uh, if you're feeling that way. So many people have so many things to say. There's so many opinions. There's so many, oh, I've got it all figured out. But I no, see le- I see less and less action every day. Right. But the fact that Save 22 and, and you, you know, kind of as a uh, an ambassador of that brand at this point, you guys have done something. So uh, hats off to the efforts, man. Well, it's 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 them. I just, I you know, I, I just tell people what they're doing. I, I can't take any credit for that. But I um I appreciate that, though. Thank you. I, um... I just I met a couple of those guys and you know my dad served and it just felt like something he would have been like dude you should do that you dude you know you talk about masturbating all day yeah. take five minutes and do something good like I could just I can hear it so I was like you know maybe maybe we'll go with that one so save twenty two is how you can reach out to them and find out more information I do want to stick with veterans this country and how we feel about something and that's the yeah. American flag we're going to start talking about this a lot more uh, I would imagine soon because. Fourth of July right around the corner, right? That's okay. that's that, everybody knows the flag on that day, right? Okay. And I, as a matter of fact, I said not that long ago. I believe it was like five, may, maybe under five years ago. I, it was on my Facebook post. I said, "This is Fourth of July this weekend. You better enjoy it before somebody tells you how terrible this country is and how we should not be celebrating this day of independence whatsoever. That secretly what we did was wrong and we're racist and we're bigotry. You know, we're all bigots and we have this and don't celebrate your country. And then three years later, here we are." Where it does kind of feel like that, where it's like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't stand for this, and I don't put my hand over my heart for this. I mean, yeah, I mean, the country's great because of this, but I mean, it's never really been great. And don't say make it great again because that implies, you know, it was only great when these people had, you know, rules and these people didn't. It's like, dude, this, this whole thing's a mess. And sooner or later, we are going to get to the point of if you are proud of anything, you are going to be shamed for it. Just mark my words. Everybody always wants to be like, you got a tinfoil hat on Sansbury, and then yet we wait long enough, and then everything I tell you is going to come true comes true. But one of the debates we're having right now, or at least I'm being told is being had right now, I haven't heard anybody having it, but I saw, but I did get an email on it, is I guess there's a bill being proposed somewhere. You don't have to excuse me here. I don't have a ton of this information right in front of me, but I, I figured just the topic of conversation was good enough, is there's an idea out there being floated that if an American flag is made, produced, it should only be made in this country. Yeah, I think it's uh, Ohio Representative Sherrod Brown talking about this, where if you're spending money on, on something like that, then, then obviously this should be an American-made thing here. I get the ideal. I, okay. I get the ideal. I get the idea. I don't think it's practical. I, I, I mean, would I rather see it that way? Yes. But this is where, I mean, did you do this? And aren't American car companies going to be like, I mean, guys, what are we talking about here? Well, I mean, you guys ruined you. You ruined Detroit. I mean, I mean, guys, you know what I mean? Aren't they going to be like, hey, what are we doing here? I think there's a million different manufacturers who are going to be like, what, what, what the f? Here? But that's my point. Is that I don't think it's a practical thing to do anymore. I think what my point being a Fantone is that it's nice. I think we're, I think we're too far gone. And I think really what you're getting into here is you're getting away from free market. And I mean, that's the thing that's always, you know, people are always beating their chest. Is that like, well, companies should be able to do whatever they want to do, and the only thing you're beholden to is your shareholder and making profit. And if that's the case and it's easier for you and cheaper for you to make 
flags in Mexico or China or wherever the hell it is that you're going to do it, who are we or any government entity to tell a business, like, no, you can't make more money, right? Isn't that the argument? Yeah, I mean, that's normally my argument, and I and I would have to stay consistent and, and agree with that on this. I don't understand. Like, dude, the flag is really tricky. It's really, really tricky. And I remember when the NFL anthem protest started, I told people, I was like, this is going to land as anti-military, and people are going to, this will be convoluted, it won't come off the way the athletes think it will, and it's going to be a problem, right? And, but, I mean, I saw a TV ad the other day where you can buy an American flag folding chair, and it's on sale. And it was like, come to the store because we're selling the American flag folding chair. And it's like, so wait a minute. Like, I thought it was not supposed to be. Isn't there an actual in the code itself? It is not supposed. You told me this yesterday, I believe, Fantone, that you're not supposed to use it in advertisements. In any advertising purpose. Now, that, now you and I both know that that rule gets broken on the daily. Yes. All year. All year, yes. By a thousand different advertising people. You're not supposed to have it like on printed on something that's disposable, like a paper plate or a box that you're going to throw away, like on a case of beer, like where it's got the American flag, and it's like, you're throwing that away. Like, or the can. So... <sighs> I, I understand that people aren't necessarily going to going to uh, they're not going to look at a, p- a picnic and be like, well, dude, that's just as bad as kneeling. But like if you're one of those people who are like, this is disrespectful, if X is disrespectful, how is Y not? I don't know this to be true, but my guess is because of who's doing that and you're eating potato salad in your backyard. And so you think, ah, this isn't that bad, but those people. It doesn't feel disrespectful. Eating potato salad doesn't feel disrespectful. Kneeling during the anthem feels disrespectful. And I, I think to do that, it's it's not a solid line. That's a very fluid line. I would agree. Yeah, I mean that's because that's 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 where that's where my problem is here. Is is, is uh, usually all I'm looking for in life is consistency out of you, and I respect that. Whether it's something consistency I agree with or not, I want you. If you feel this way during this, you be have able, to feel this way during that. Be able to apply it along the line. Now, look, if you want to. If new information comes out, you want to change your opinion, you want to change your yeah. opinion, that's fine too. But yes, no, be able to hold it down the line. Uh, Donnie writing in, a, uh, it says, as a trash man, I cannot even begin to count how many flags are thrown away right after a flag holiday. It says the moment after 4th of July, dude, you pick up garbage cans and there they all are. Doesn't that feel strange? I don't know. But I mean, so every flag you ever get, you go to the, the, the Memorial Day parade and they're handing out those little flags, you have to keep that for the rest of your life? I mean, I, again, I don't think that's practical. I don't think that that's ever going to happen. As a matter of fact, didn't we see this with Green Bay? Didn't they pass out a bunch of those flags and everybody left them on the ground? On the ground, just walked right out of the stadium. People were yeah. and people were all furious about that. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think you can tell people you can only make this thing here. I just think we're far, far past that in a global economy. I do want to get into the Roseanne issue. ABC feels like they have the fix. They don't. We'll do that after giving you these incarceration tickets. We'll take caller 15 at one 800 243 7625 on those. Wrap up Roseanne next on the Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. Online for you at WRQK.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock. A, uh, a member of the Trump family was boarding a plane the other day wearing a jacket. There was a saying on the back of it, and the entire world's freaking out. And we talk self awareness a lot on the program. I talk about self awareness and how big it is. And uh, how I feel like Fanton and I are both, like, if, if, if we've been blessed with anything, you kind of have that. And I think it benefits you in life, is knowing who you are in the situation, what, uh, what your limitations are, what your capabilities are, what it's going to be perceived by other people as. That will benefit you. And, uh, it, and I think sometimes people suspend that, 
and they end up getting themselves in trouble, and I think that's what's happened here. I do want to talk about ABC and Roseanne, and I would love to sit here and be like, we told you this was going to happen, but this was obviously a move that was seen by everybody, because what else are you going to do? Now, we know Roseanne came back to TV, and everybody's all excited. Numbers were gangbusters for the first mm-hmm. couple of weeks. I don't remember what kind of happened after that, but I know like initially the numbers were gangbusters, right? Even after it fell off from the first week, still good, it was right? still a success. I mean, okay. there's no question ABC would have continued to roll forward with that had other things not happened. Now, no question. There was going to be a fall off no matter what. Yes, I mean, you knew that. When you hit record highs, whether you're Roseanne, the NFL, or anything else. Well, dude, no, no, no. The NFL didn't have record highs three years ago. Shortly after, they didn't. there's going to be a little bit of a dip. There no, is. No, 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 there no. is. No, those NFL protests are working. Okay. That's All what's right. taking right. that down. Right. Sorry. God, you know, don't, you dare, don't you dare take that away from those good hearted Americans who lie and say they don't watch football and then, and then watch every single game and then tweet me every single down over every single play. I know watching, some of you. I know opinion. some of you have. I, it's not like I'm. I'm not painting all of you. I know some of you have stopped watching football. I just think it's a lot less of you than I hear about. But ABC has now said, "Look, Roseanne got herself in trouble. She tweeted some things she shouldn't, and you're going to hear a lot about Ambien. You're going to hear a lot about this. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You think if I tweet out something, you think if I go uh, tonight's Friday." You think if I'm like, man, I'm having trouble sleeping, and I take an Ambien, and the N-word ends up in my Twitter timeline, my boss is going to be like, oh, you took Ambien? That's cool. And in what other world does taking a drug absolve you of your sins? You know what I mean? Like, <sighs> Well, if you're prescribed it, I, but yeah, I take your point. Yeah, I mean. I do. It, it, you know, I can't be like, well, I was really drunk. That's why I beat up my wife, and nobody's going to be like, all right, well, then. Yeah, settle down, Pittsburgh. You're not allowed to do that. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah, you're not allowed, right? Um, so ABC is going to move forward with Roseanne without Roseanne. I believe what they're going to do is call it the Connors. You're getting 10 episodes. You're getting every actor but Roseanne. Mistake. I think it's a mistake. I think what will happen here is probably what was going to happen to Roseanne anyway. So I guess maybe it's not that much of a mistake. I believe that by the end of the run of the season, fans were going to be like, because all right, we have a woman that works here in the building, mm-hmm. right? She's a huge Roseanne fan. Huge. Yeah. And she was like, Ah, the first episode when they came back was funny. She's like, after that, she's like, it was falling apart fast. I'm a huge fan of the brand. I didn't care for it. And this woman that we are talking about, not a political person, not somebody who's like sitting there telling us her like, well, this is what I think about this. She's not. She's just like, eh, a middle of the road. Like, would rather not think about it either way. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And yeah. like, there's, I've always said, there's a little bit of jealousy of me of like people like that, where it's just like, dude, this doesn't affect me. Therefore, I'm not gonna pay attention to it. If that's how you want to live your life that's how this woman lives her life that's there's something about it that's like man that that seems good this feels like a big swing and a miss to me it it just i i I, there's no denying that roseanne was the star of this thing that made it go i mean she's the star that made it go don't get me wrong john goodman's great right but now you got to show back on on the tv that we already have to suspend the disbelief of dan connor being dead and now like coming back for that now your star's not there and i think at the end, if you do this, and I'm not saying it will happen, but if you do this and it flops dramatically, doesn't the power shift back to Roseanne and her people? Now aren't those people going, don't, don't, aren't you just giving those people the right to look back at ABC and go, see, we told you, what were you thinking? It's almost inevitable that this flops. It's just, it, it's written in the stars. I don't know at how it point. doesn't. Because, like, you got to think, 
the initial shine of like, oh, damn, Roseanne is back is over. Like, nobody's going to be like, oh, damn, the Connors are back. You know what I mean? So, like, that initial shine, because I, dude, me and my family watch Roseanne all the time, you know, in the 90s. So, like, everybody in the 90s. So, so, so there was a little bit of that, but like, now we've already got the, okay, they're back. And now they've lost the MAGA crowd. Now they've lost that sect of America, which is millions upon millions upon millions of Americans. Uh, hate watch it? Once? Maybe. Yeah, Once? That's, that's probably more like you're not gonna You're not going to Howard Stern it where you're going to sit there by the, t- by the radio waiting for what he's going to say next. Maybe, maybe, maybe you hate watch it once, but I don't think so. Any chance that the side that was looking to remove Roseanne's show from her watch it enough to keep it afloat? No, because it's not it's not going to be that good. You know what I'm saying? If it was going to come out and it was going to be a quality product, maybe I would say there's enough middle slash left of the road people who are going to be like, you know what? This is good. I'm going to watch it. But you're not going to watch it just to like spite Roseanne. I I, I very highly doubt that that's going to be. Maybe you watch that first episode out of spite. Maybe you watch that first episode out of hate for ABC. But dude, we walk down the road and it's not going to be continued success. I, as a person, now I watched the first, I think, two episodes of when it came back. I was a cord cutter. I found them online somewhere or whatever. Now I have Hulu and I have live TV so I could see it or whatever. And I would want to watch the first episode of The Connors because I want to see how right I am. Like, I, that's the only reason I want to see it is that I want to turn it on and be like, man, how right was I? This is terrible. How, how are they going to do this? Because, like, I, I look at shows who lost their stars and The Office comes to mind, but that was easy enough because they were able to write him off. They were able to write um, Michael Scott off. I look at um, Two and a Half Men, where Charlie Sheen, they had die, right? If I remember correctly, yeah. where it was like, it was yeah. like, yo, Charlie Sheen got ate by a shark or something like that. I, I think I, it was I, something stupid. I can't, I can't remember how he died and they introduced Ash and Kutcher but is Roseanne going to be dead here or are they just not going to talk about her I don't know I mean what's the joke dynamic I mean it was like between her and her sister that's always kind of been like the you know what I mean the the push pull of that show at least part of it uh, was her and her sister now I know they were playing Jackie as the Democrat Roseanne is kind of like the the conservative and so like where's that going to be I mean the whole thing that people were excited about was is that Roseanne was going to lean a little bit at least lean a little bit more towards the right or at least center and so if you're not going to get that then the show's got nothing special I um I don't know how it all breaks out but I do know that Roseanne has no creative and no financial ties to this I'm surprised she allowed this to happen because I would think as like the star of the show as the I mean I assume well you know, she probably has creative rights over the Roseanne character but the Connors were probably created by ABC executives to me that very much is like because she is Roseanne I mean so like they named the show after her you see what I'm saying but then somebody in a writer's room built the Connors right Guns N' Roses though is Axel's band and like when it comes down to it I Duff can't come out and be like yeah but the drum parts you know what I mean like it's like yeah. nah bro like That's I wrote fair. I wrote November Rain Dog I'm the one who did all of this mm-hmm. like like you don't just get to come in here and be like well but here's the drumming part that I did I don't know why they're doing this I think at the end of the day this looks desperate from ABC to me. This, this to me, this is what this feels like. I'll be honest with you. And people will fall for stuff all the time because people are dumb. But this is what I feel like. ABC went, crap. God damn it. Our cash cow just got us in trouble and... Secretly behind closed doors, we don't want to fire this woman at all. No, they're making her. She's making you money. No, we, we, we do secretly. I'm just gonna tell you right Come now, on. dude. Executives all over the country wish Twitter wasn't real. 
I'm just telling you right now, they all wish Twitter wasn't real because it's ruining everything because everybody think pieces everything to death. So what this is is ABC going, oh, my God, our cash cow just totally got us in trouble. Well, I mean, we just signed all these people to contracts. We got production. We're already in filming. Let's see if there's a way to salvage this, and I don't think, and I don't think you do. I think there's a big winner in this whole story, and I think his name is Tim Allen, because when I think when Last Man yeah. Standing comes back, it's going to be the one thing that's leaning, leaning right, that's still credible in the viewer's eyes, and I think they're going to do gangbusters now, where I thought Roseanne may water that down a little bit. Before we get off this, I want to address the First Amendment thing uh. that everybody has with this. Okay. Okay. I want you to understand how a television and/or even my uh, situation works. TV or radio personality. I have many bosses. Roseanne has many bosses, meaning the head of ABC. But Roseanne also has the bosses of Tide, Walmart, McDonald's. I'm just pulling companies out of air. I don't right. know who was with ABC. I probably shouldn't even do that. But I'm just pulling companies out of the air, right? Big blue chip advertisers, right? Right. This is how freedom of speech works. She got to say what she said, guys. She said it. She tweeted it. And you can talk to me about Ambien. You can talk to me about this. The problem with that is, is that there's a thousand tweets when she wasn't on Ambien that are closer to this than not. And so there's the problem. But she works for those advertisers and for the head of ABC. Those are her bosses, right? So you want to, you want to talk to me about freedom of speech. Okay. Well, it's about 8.15 right now. You probably got those boots laced up. You're driving into work. Here's what I want you to do, tough guy. Go into work. Tell, go in your boss's office and go, you go to hell. You can F yourself. F your wife. Jeez. And tell me if you get to work there at the end of the day. Freedom of speech, right? Doing what Roseanne did on Twitter is basically walking into her boss's office and telling them to go to hell. That's exactly what happened. You would get fired for doing it, and so did Roseanne. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock Number Six Nine online for you at wrqk.com. Johnny Depp is going nuts. When at, at nine thirty, we're going to take a look at the, who, uh, some of the financials. Good lord, good lord, how the other half lives. It's just something to see. I mean, Fantone the other day was like stressed to the hill. He was like, after the show was over, he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. He's like, I spent 1100 bucks on this TV. I don't, you know, he's like, now I got to tell my girlfriend we're not going out to dinner no. tonight. You know what I mean? Like, Phantom can't Olive Garden and buy TVs in the same day. <laughs> Johnny Depp's got $7,000 couches. Like, it, dude, like, well, wait do you hear some of the financials. And actually, Phantom was letting him off the hook on the couch. $7,000 ain't that much for a couch. See, look at him. Look at him over there. I'm ready to spend it right now. Your boy making it rain. They, uh, at 9.30, we'll run you through the rest of the financials. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see this, uh, and I'm not a fan of the brand. And it's not because I think the brand's bad or anything. It's just like I just never got around to it. And I'm surprised because they were really big Like when I was getting out of high school, so you would have assumed I was. But this is uh, the Jurassic Park movies. Okay. Like As a matter of fact, I think the only Jurassic Park movie that I've seen all the way through was three, the third one. And because my niece was watching it when we were in Oregon, and I was like, all right, I'll watch TV with my niece. Well, no wonder you're not a fan of the brand if that's the only one that you've seen. And then I went back and I tried to watch the first one once, and it was one of those where it's like, oh, the technology doesn't hold up. Oh, I disagree 100% on that I feel like that movie more than most other movies of that era the dinosaurs still look good like I think they still look really good oh we have a difference of opinion here I felt like it looked really bad really cheesy and really bad 
And then I tried to watch the Chris Pratt one, like the, I don't know if it's a reboot, remake, whatever they want to call it. I tried to watch that and I was like, yeah, I think maybe if I had a history with this brand, cared about this brand, I would be into this movie. I didn't think the movie was bad or anything. I was just like, ah, I just in the point where I think I missed out on this. And I don't really care about it. But I know the new one I think is released in theaters is it today uh, is going on. Now, I got to imagine that that movie will do gangbusters. Now, is it going to do better than I don't know Thanos and the Stones and the and the and and like the, the the pimp fist of the Avengers? Will it do better than that? I uh, I cannot imagine so, and I think that's a part of the problem here. Is we started the summer off with an absolute just 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 smash hit, and that everything else now feels very second place. So these companies decide when they put stuff out. So did people just miss? On their guess of like how big this Avengers installment was going to be, because it does seem to be bigger than the rest of them uh, inside their own brand. I mean, it was really bigger than bigger than anything. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, yesterday I think it was the day before. Maybe we were talking about the Avengers, and one of our listeners sent this. Are we were talking about Star Wars? I'm sorry. And one of our listeners sent uh, sent this in that every other Star Wars movie came out in the in the Christmas time like in the December month they normally do yeah where this was directly on the heels of the biggest blockbuster of the year so no wonder Solo felt small one smart and no wonder and I mean at least Jurassic Park has a little bit more of a buffer zone but I'm not going to be shocked to find out that it doesn't live up to Avengers therefore everyone's like "Eh, is it a failure I mean, summer blockbuster is a thing. I know Christmas Day is a big is a big day for movies too, um, but like summer blockbuster is a thing, and uh, so I wonder. I just m- maybe the games are going to get changed. Maybe what they're going to figure out is you know what. If you're going to do action, do it here. If you're going to do this, maybe do it here. I I, I wonder how that's going to go down. How much longer are movie theaters open? I know they did that $20. AMC did that $20 month-long pass. All right. I saw the headline on that. Do you know what's happening inside of it? As far as I know, and I don't know if it's available locally yet, but you spend $20 and you get a month-long pass to go to as many movies as you want to go to. Oh, that's not long for the world. uh, and, And I've been saying this forever. I don't understand this. You are looking for at-home convenience more than you ever have in your life. You don't even want to... Dude, remember? It was like the drive-thru was convenient. Now you want Grubhub. Like the American... Dude, we're just as lazy as we can get human beings. It's all of us, right? So... it's a good point. It, I mean, From like, the drive-thru to the Grubhub? Yeah, that's I mean, a good dude, point. I mean, dude, in my lifetime, that it is. went like, oh my God, I don't even have to get out of the car. To, oh my God, I don't even have to like put pants on. Like it's gone... I mean, that's in my lifetime, that's what's happened, right? So TVs are bigger and better than they've ever been in your house. Yeah. Mine's amazing. We know <laughs> uh, that I don't know how we're supposed to keep things at bay. Like this was always the argument with with pro sports. It's like, dude, the at home viewing experience is so good. Why are people spending money on tickets? Yeah, I, I've brought it up before. It used to be you were trying to make your man cave as close to the stadium as possible. It is now the stadium is trying to make the experience in the ballpark as close to your basement as possible. Seventy different kinds of hot dogs. Get this right. kind of sandwich. Buy right. this beer. Yeah, right. So the thing with the twenty dollar month long movie passes though is I think that might work just because it. Feels Feels like such a good deal on the front end. Now you're probably not going to use it enough to really get the length well, out of it. That's where they're going to make their money. But it feels on the front end. It's like God, this is a great deal. Twenty dollars unlimited movies. This is like I forget. Is was it Olive Garden that did the the hundred dollars yeah. and you could go get pasta anytime you wanted? Yeah. I think this is very similar. I think this is what happens here. 
There's a guy who's listening to us right now. Hi, Dwayne. And he's gonna <laughs> he'll do this. Because he already did, he did like the eight dollar one of these. Okay. He'll do this. And he and his wife will go see sixty movies. Dwayne will go see three movies in a day and get his money's worth. Right. Now, they'll lose money on Dwayne. But where they're gonna make money is you and Megan, who go see you do it and be like, well, there's probably gonna be, you know, she'll want to see, you know, you know, Fifty Shades Darker than the last one, right. and then I kind of want to see this. You guys will go see two movies, won't go again, and forget about exactly it. Exactly right. Yeah, and it's like the WWE Network. They got me for because I wanted to see WrestleMania. I ended up paying that thing six months. God damn you, fans. <laughs> which, which is is very much, I think, the same thing because like. To me, sometimes I'll him and haw about going to the movies because it's like, God damn it, now we got to spend $15 a ticket, and i got to buy popcorn, and i got to buy this, and it's just like, eh, maybe I'm not going to do it. But with this, I feel like it's a good deal, therefore I buy it, and you're going to get that 20 bucks out of me as opposed to getting nothing out of me. If if if, if I would have went to the movies, you probably would have gotten 35 bucks well, out of me, but now instead of me saying, I'm not doing it, I'm going to be like, all right, well, it's 20 bucks, it's a good deal. I mean, what's a movie ticket? Eight, $10? Yeah, I mean, 10 I bucks. No. Ten bucks is probably average. You've got the dollar theater over there in uh, North Canton. So let's but, call it ten. So okay. you and Megan go to the movies. That's twenty in tickets, right? I, I'm assuming two large soda. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, I mean. So do you buy a twenty dollar pass? Now, I mean, that's one person. So you would need forty, right? I, I would imagine. And it's it, it's per month. You think that's what I believe is you can go see as many as you want per month. I don't know if it's like a contract thing where you buy a year at a time and you make twenty dollar payments. Or can I just spend the twenty bucks up front and say, hey, this month I'm going hard in the movies. You know, Joe's bringing up a great point. You know, they make all their money on concessions. They just want you in the door. Yeah. And he's right. Because you know what I always forget? You're Most of you are lumping around three kids. Yeah. And so, dude, you buy three large sodas and do dad, all this dad, stuff. You're right. That's dad, where all the money goes. Dad, dad. I think where movies are suffering right now is the same thing that's why a lot of things are suffering. Stars are no longer a real thing. Everybody's famous. So famous doesn't feel like anything. When I was growing up, 15 people were famous, and I was never going to get to talk to any of them. Now you just tweet whoever you want, and they'll respond back to you. They'll, wait, 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 wait for it. They'll clap back at you, okay. right? They'll clap back at okay. you. And so, like, everybody's touchable now. Nobody feels special anymore, and I think that's part of the reason why people are less likely to do this stuff. I'll tell you one guy we know for sure can get people to the movie theater, and that's Tom Hanks. Like, he's a star. That's a legit star. Tom Hanks is a legit star. He can drive you to the movie theater. As a matter of fact, he's going to be, uh, won't, is it Won't You Be My Neighbor or mm-hmm. Hello Neighbor or something? Essentially, he's playing Mr. Rogers. And I would like to see that movie. And I think Tom Hanks is one of the most interesting artists, actors that we have. If you look at that man's career, Tom Hanks is a testament, a monument, if you will, to hard work, dedication, and keeping your eye on the ball. I want you to understand who Tom Hanks is. Tom Hanks is now an A-list actor. He is bankable. You know for sure that if you put him in a movie, you're going to do well. Movie's going to do well. I'm sure he's got a flop here and there. That's going to be the exception to the rule. 90% of his movies are going to be home runs. And what I find interesting about that is if you were to ask Tom Hanks to be in any one of those movies he was in in the 1980s, he wouldn't even read the script. This is what I'm constantly telling you. Sometimes you have to do what you have to do so you can end up doing what you want to do. Tom Hanks wanted this career, but he had to be in in Bosom Buddies. He had to be in Splash. He had to be in Bachelor Party so he could get here and end up playing Sully and Mr. Rogers. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stingsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9.
Online for you at WRQK.com. Like I said, 9.30 coming up. We're going to look through some Johnny Depp financials. Well, because we're jealous and we don't have any money. Yeah. And so I want to judge other people who uh, and how they're spending their money. Uh, we were talking about that $20 movie pass you could buy. And uh, I had listed a, one of our listeners out. Dwayne, he listens every day, and we appreciate it. And uh, he did buy a movie pass. He said, I paid $100 for my movie pass. It's a one-year subscription. And he says, uh, I've gone to see 10 movies on it since April is what, he, is what it is. He says 6 to $12 per ticket is normal, depending on where you're going, what theater it is, and, like, you know, reclining seats and, you know, glasses and that kind of thing. A hundo for a year? Yeah. That's not bad, dude. It's not. I mean, what's my Netflix? 10 bucks a month, yeah. so 120 Yeah, I mean, 120 I mean, bucks a year. It's on par. And, like... I agree that the in-home experience has certainly gotten better, Way better. dude. And 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 you know, not to brag about it, but like, dude, the new TV stuff that's in this ultra. Yeah, work it in there. Get it worked <laughs> stuff in there. That's in this ultra 4K HD, dude. On television, it just looks phenomenal. It ruined porn, but, but <laughs> it did. I feel like I'm right there, and it's too creepy. It's too, it is. It's too creepy. It's a too close. I don't there. like it. Um, but there is something about the big screen and. You know, you can have you can have a seventy inch TV, but like you don't have that big screen. And for some movies, it's just better. A hundred bucks a month or a hundred bucks a year? It's not so bad. I do. I would have to admit that as a person who's resistant to go to the, it's not like I hate it. It's just there. Here's always my analogy with the movie theater. I am never, not one time ever, going to walk out of my house and go, "Hey, you, 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 you." Popcorn, soda, get in here. Come on. Come on. New new Jurassic World, get in here. Shut the lights off and watch TV with strangers. So paying somebody $10 to do that same exact thing (laughs) seems crazy to me. I don't understand. I mean, like that would look like drunken behavior. If you were like, I'm going to round up strangers, shut the lights off, freak them out, and then we're going to watch TV together. And you'd be like, what? That sounds horrific. And like you're going to be like, you know, arrested. And now you're paying for it. And now I'm paying for it. That's always been my analogy with the movie theater, right? And then there's kids and that whole thing. But I would have to admit that there are, like, Solo, right? Like, I went to the theater to see it. Because I do believe there's something about action movies where the dark chamber of the movie theater, the big screen, the sound, it does pull you into the moment. And if you're a decent human being, which I'm talking to the six of you, if you're a decent human being, the phone's actually in your pocket the entire time, and you are actually paying attention to what you're viewing. That, I believe, the movie theater has a leg up on. I went to the Dollar Theater, I don't know, two weeks ago, and I saw Black Panther, and it was just kind of like, it's kind of a spur of the, you know, moment decision. It wasn't like, oh, man, I, you know, I got to get it there in there and see it. But it was great because that exact thing, I couldn't pull my phone out. If I was watching that movie at home, 20 minutes in, my phone would have been out. And I'd be like, this movie sucks because I didn't pay attention to it. Where in theater, I had no other option. It was like, bro, it's in front of you, it's enormous, and you can't pull your phone out. So what right. else? What what else are you gonna do here? Be pulled into the story. I got a, I got, I got, I got involved in a movie theater beef, and this was earlier this week. I don't know if you noticed this online, but our boss went and saw Incredibles two, and him, his wife, and his kid went and saw it, and like, good, you know, welcome to what, be in a family. Well, that's what, that's what, that's what, sure. that's what family, I want to see that movie. That's what actually. families are gonna do now in Incredibles two? I guess the opening segment or the opening sequence has a lot of like flashing lights, a lot of like you know, it's big, it's in your face, and it's a lot of flashing lights. Oh, this is about seizures, right? So, you know, people who have epilepsy can be triggered, and I know, oh my god, they're triggered, oh my god, oh. they're triggered. Well, yeah, but that's what that word actually meant for them. So, people with ep- epilepsy 
can be triggered into seizures by flashing light sequences. It's easier than people think, too. I dated an epileptic for like six years. It's easier than people think. So with that being said, Disney, our, 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 our Pixar, yeah, Pixar th- th- that makes the movie, took a bit of, what do I want to say here, a proactive measure. Precaution. And and put you know a disclaimer saying, hey, this opening segment has a lot of uh, uh, you know flashing lights. And, 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 and to err on the side of abundant caution, we are warning people and letting them know. So our boss just took a picture of the of the warning and posted it up online saying like, hey, this is what it comes with now. People were losing their minds. I can't believe the pussification of America nowadays. These freaking liberals, these sissies, they're right. triggered by everything. All right, now here's the thing. I am one of these people that normally likes to tell people, quit being a sissy, toughen up a little bit, right? I am normally one of these people. However, it doesn't mean that that is just an idea that you can apply to everything. Sometimes what's happening is not the sissification of America. Sometimes what's happening is not the watering down of the country you love. Sometimes what's happening is we're just getting bigger and making room for everyone. Yeah, so I make the point on there. I'm like, dude, if you think, if you think that people with epilepsy are 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 triggered because of this. Nobody's offended. Nobody's like nobody's like no, we can't watch this. We have to take this out of theaters. This wasn't this wasn't the Peter Rabbit thing where they're talking about like, "Oh, maybe you're going to be offended by food allergies." No, this is people having goddamn seizures in the middle of a movie theater and you want to call them a pussy because they have epilepsy? <laughs> Yeah, this, insane, dude. Yeah, I, insane. I, I that that is kind of crazy. And again, I, I I feel like I'm I'm gonna have empathy towards this because it's been a, a thing in my life. One of my ex girlfriends, Kelly, had epilepsy. I dealt with this a lot in my life, dude. I mean, dude, we had to worry about everywhere we went, and there, there were certain things that would happen a lot. As a matter of fact, the first time it happened, I was really, really, really young, and I was terrified. Like she just started having yeah. a seizure in the driveway, and I was like 16, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with this. I have no idea. So sometimes it's not about the watering down of America. It's about recognizing that there's seven billion people on the face of the planet. I know not all of them live here, but like there's a lot of people on the planet and they're looking out for some people. I would ask the same people. It's just a disclaimer. So should I stop telling you how much swearing or sex is going to be in the movies before you take your kids there? So no ratings, right? So no ratings at all here. You want that? Yep. You want that? Because what about my kid? What about my kid? Well, what about that girl with epilepsy in the back of the theater? If it's what about your kid, then it's what about her as well. People want to know where you can get this. We found this. It's AMC Movie Theaters that's doing it. Yeah. Uh, Brian tweeted in and told me he's reading that it's three movies per week you can see with the past. They okay. do put a limit on it, which, by the way, again, let's say we're rounding up, rounding down maybe even, but $10 a ticket. You do If you do three movies a week, that'd still be 30 bucks. It's $20 a month. You're out ahead. I think at the end of the day, this is very, very, very smart on AMC's part. So... The I believe it was Melania got on the plane the other day wearing a jacket, and people are furious about the jacket. We'll get into that. That will be next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone from The Stansberry Show here letting you know about Fight Fest. It all goes down June 30th at the legendary Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. Fight Fest is brought to you by Honor Fighting Championship. That is America's fastest growing MMA brand. And if you've been to one of these events, you know why. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Still to come, Johnny Depp's Madness. We'll get into that around 9.30. I, uh, I'm i a little late to this party. I'll, uh, I have to be honest with you. I um, I didn't actually see this until this morning. I saw a couple of tweets about it when I first woke up. I was like, what the hell is everybody talking about? And uh, so I'm just kind of coming to this story right now myself. But apparently, um, our first lady, Melania Trump, was uh, boarding Air Force One the other day. 
and they were headed uh, to visit migrant children at the Texas-Mexico border. And apparently Melania got on the plane, and on the back of her jacket is a, is a slogan, I guess is what you could call it. A saying, maybe, is probably better. And it's, uh, she's wearing a green jacket, and in white letters on the back it says, I really don't care. Do you? At first when I saw that yesterday, I was like photoshopped. I was like, this is 100% photoshopped. I was like, this is fake. It is not. Um, she's also wearing the same white and green Adidas I have. I love those shoes. There you go. Melania stylish. And I have said before, I think easily the hottest first lady we've ever had. Wildly attractive. Not like it matters. Not like you got to be hot to do that. I'm just saying. She's really, really attractive. Now, I understand that there are dumb people out there. But if you think Melania is so dumb that she was like, you know what? I'm going to wear this jacket. I don't care about this, and I want people to know I don't care about it. Like, you can't think that's what was going on here. Right, America? So you're saying it was not a decision she made, it was just coincidence? You think this was, You think she thought it out? Well, the only reason I do is because this isn't like a designer thing. This is like a $39 jacket. And yeah, but they sell them. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a mass-produced thing. But to see... To see her wear, a, I mean, a woman who is just constantly wearing designer clothing, to see her wear like a... Well, that's know. why I think it's more about the jacket and less about the saying. Who does she know who runs the company, does this, does that, that they're trying... That's the knock. If you want me to be like, there's a knock here, that's the knock. I feel like she's trying to steer business to somebody. For, and I don't know if that's against the rules or not. I don't know. I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, they asked... You know, uh, Michelle Obama, what she wore all the time, she constantly told you, you know, the designer she was wearing. So, I mean, I guess you could be like she was trying to influence you, too. But, like, isn't that what this is about? But in the in the aftermath of this, in the post-24 hours, it's not like she came out and said it. It's not like it, it was just very much like, no, it's just a jacket. So, oh, okay. So, well, again, I don't think she would want to be like, yeah, I was trying to help my designer friend. But she's talked about, like clothing that she designer clothes that she's worn you know what i mean like if, okay, if this that's was fair. if this was just a clothing thing where it's like hey, i'm just I trying found, to examine it i found this fashionable okay like I, I i get where you're coming from but in what other situation were you wearing non-designer clothing like this this is a 39 dollar jacket well that's my thing is that it does look a little weird for the first family to get on air force one so casual and I'm sure it's happened, right? I obviously don't remember every president and his family getting on Air Force One for every trip they've ever taken, all right? So this, I think, is one of these things that's like, welcome to the media nowadays, because every photo, you see everything, right? So, like, that part's a little strange. I just can't, I can't, I can't fathom getting, knowing where you're going. It's not like Melania was just getting on a plane. She knew where she was going, and she put that jacket on. I just can't buy that it was one hundred percent coincidental. Yeah, but there's no way she was trying to go out there and say, "I don't care about this." Do you and like force this? There's no way. No, I don't think she was intentionally saying, "I don't care about this," because well, it, that's what the jacket says. So then, what is she saying? I I, I think what she's trying to 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 convey. And because she was one of the reasons why President Trump decided to sign that executive order and the from daughter, what I've right? heard. Yeah. And, and at first I was like, dude, I don't know if I like that. Should your wife be telling you what to do in a professional yes. situation? At the very least, at the very least, she's going to be somebody you consult. And like, should, I'm okay with that. I am. Should? No. 
But is it going to happen? Yes. Like, I've been saying this about Savannah and LeBron James. At the end of the day, LeBron's going to make the decision, and Savannah's going to deal with the decision. He's going to listen to her, though, and you are starting to see this more and more. As a matter of fact, there's a show on Showtime I love. It's called Billions, and they just wrapped up season three, and it's so good. It's one of the best written shows on TV right now. And um, in it, the guy is, one of the characters is going to be, is thinking about running to be governor of New York. Now, it ends up like he's not going to be able to get it done. And he actually looks at his wife and says, I think if we would have been given the shot to be governor, we would have been a really good governor. Saying to his wife over dinner, like, this is you and I. We're both going to do this. I don't want politicians on any level to be beholden to the whims of their partner, but at the same time, they are your inner circle. They well, are somebody that you're going to talk to. You married him for a reason. Yeah. And it's because you believe on some level, or at least I would hope that's why you married him, that, that they can be a a voice of reason and a guiding light for you and, yes, a sounding board for you. Um, I This is lack of self-awareness and nothing more to me. I don't believe she was saying, hey, look, I don't care about these migrant kids because she was the one urging Donald to go the other way. So you can't necessarily make that argument about her. And I just think this is one of those things where rich celebrity bubble, not realize ah, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And it explodes. Now, you've been over there a year. You should know everything explodes. You don't think this is necessarily trolling where it's like, I'm going to wear this. I know libs are going to freak out about this. I just own the libs. Is it quite possible that Donald said, get them stop talking about kids in cages, let's get them talking about something else, and this happened? Maybe. Somebody pointed out to me that shortly after the grab them by the uh, vagina tape leaked, I think it was- Notice the- how we have to not say what was said? It was the next day when she went out in public, she was wearing a shirt with a pussy willow bl- or bow on it. And that was like, oh, well, is that what it is? Is she trolling here? Is she blah, blah, blah? Okay, that's information I didn't have. That's like when LeBron wore the shoes out of that last Cavs game before he went to the Heat with the Miami colors on the back. And it's like, well, was that a calculated decision? Was that purely coincidence? And we know what LeBron everything is. So I, Now, I don't know Melania's track record. I didn't know about that. It, 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 it just seems like that's a pretty bold, stick-it-in-your-face move because it's not subtle at all. Lack of self-awareness, I'll agree with, though. And I very much think this is like when when when, he was, when President Trump was in Puerto Rico and threw the paper towels. Instead of him being self-aware and saying, like, hey, it was a lighthearted moment. I decided throwing these paper towels was Double a way down to... Double down Right. He was like, no best paper towels you've ever seen in your entire life. People are clamoring for these paper towels. And it's like, dude... Whether I feel, however I feel politically about you, that just shows a lack of like you can avoid these headaches, but but you don't want to because it is what makes you who you are. That's the whole thing. Is when does this behavior stop? Never, because it's successful. Why would I change my behavior when it's working? Why? Well, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. Um, I do have a Trump. I do have a Trump tweet here. This was sent to me by a listener of ours, Matt. Okay. Says, uh, I guess Trump tweeted about the jacket. I hope this is from his actual account. Says, I really don't care. Do you? Written on the back of Melania's jacket refers to the fake news media. Melania has learned how to how dishonest they are, and she truly no longer cares. All right, I think that that's a good answer to something that they had arise. I think that's a good answer, and and Trump's very good at this. I told you during the election cycle, he'll be great at this. Hey, look over here, he'll be great at that, and I think that that's a great answer for something that was a problem. I don't know why you don't have a team of people, and there is a team. There's got to be. There's not PR people with the first family? Because I, as President Trump, do what I want. 
There, I, it's gotten me to the promised land. What? Why? Why would I listen to these idiots telling me, "Hey, you guys have to do this and you have to do this"? Me doing what I want has gotten me to the highest office in the land. Why? Well, and to be fair to that, that's why the people who like him like him is because he's bold, right? That is what they like about him. It's the same thing with George Bush. I remember that. I like him because I want to have a beer with him. It's like, well, I mean, dude, I want to have a beer with a guy I would never let run the tilt world, let alone my country. So, like, and again, I, I'm not trying to knock the president. I'm just saying, I think that is why people like him. The people who support him, I think it is, is because he does sell you on that I'm tough, I won't back down thing, although he just literally backed all the way down. I said it the other day. I don't know how he's looking at this immigration thing like it's not a loss. He was digging his heels in, and now all of a sudden, over pressure, he had to change his mind. And now all of a sudden, he's like, well, it wasn't really us. We were just doing this. It's like, well, all right. I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, everybody plays smoke and mirrors, and every politician lies to you. They all lie. They've Every last one of them has lied. I've said it a thousand times. You campaign in poetry. You govern in poison. That's just the nature of that business. Baker Mayfield made the rounds on national TV yesterday. We have the audio. We'll run it down next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Before getting to Baker Mayfield, we should let you know, uh, Barberton, Ohio, the Barberton police confirmed that a workplace shooting took place this morning at an engineering company. The shooting happened at JR Engineering, located uh, Worcester Road there in Barberton. Uh, Barberton Fire confirmed one person had been taken to the hospital. Unclear uh, currently if that person uh, was had actually been shot, I would imagine, but we don't know that for sure. The company uh, specializes in high-volume production of precision components. There's about 1,700 people on site at the building, uh, according to the company's overall website. Not a whole lot more information other than that right now. News, uh, News5Cleveland.com is where we grab that from. Uh, if anything should happen to develop before the end of this program, we will obviously pass that on to you. Um, but uh, be on the lookout, or at least aware of what's going on out there. Baker Mayfield made the rounds yesterday. Did it uh, a lot of stuff on FS1. I think he was on Dan Patrick show, and um, you know, I know he did Undisputed with Skip and Shannon. Then he went on with Colin Coward show, and this is one of those things where it's like I saw it all all day yesterday. Baker Mayfield owned Colin Coward. Baker Mayfield just lit Colin Coward up on his own show. And I guess maybe this annoys me because I understand how radio shows work better than the average bear. And I should. I would hope. I, I, you know what I mean? Fingers crossed. Been there, in the business since 1999. <laughs> I would hope I'd have an idea, a little bit of a yeah. behind the scene idea on how this works, right? Yeah. But it's his job to prop up said guest, make him look good. Now, what, one of the things I give Colin credit for is everybody calls him hot takey and I don't I, and I disagree I don't think he's a hot take guy he's willing to expand he's willing to project and go what if this happened or what about this maybe and I think maybe this is a variable people aren't thinking about which I think leads to an interesting show don't you feel like though that propping these guys up is kind of counterintuitive to what you want out of a sports show like doesn't doesn't this doesn't this this proof of well he's just kept propping propping athletes up doesn't that make you less of a fan of Colin Cowherd no because he does because he is one of the few guys because everybody props their guests up across all formats what do you think Fallon's doing what do you think you know what I mean what do you think Jimmy Kimmel's doing they're propping guests up and sports are going to be no different and at least with Colin Coward he sat Baker Mayfield down and said dude I don't like this I don't like this. I didn't like this. But I don't like it. Explain it. 
So, no, I actually walked away being a bigger fan of Colin Coward yesterday. And I'll tell you how I know for sure Baker Mayfield didn't own Colin Coward or he didn't roast Colin Coward. I'll tell you how. You know how? You know the you know the person retweeting that, that clip the most? You know who it was? Colin Coward. You know why? Because he didn't get owned in his own set. That's why. And because he wants you watching it. And then ultimately, sometimes we're willing to let the drama seep out just a little bit to keep you on the edge of your seat just a little bit more. Nobody got owned yesterday. First of all, this is how this works. You want Baker Mayfield on your radio show? Fine. Send us the questions. We'll pre-screen them. We'll black out the ones you're not allowed to ask. We'll send it back to you. If you agree to the uh, to the interview, then we'll do the interview. That's how those interviews work. If you think that stuff off the top of your head, you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. Most of these people are so protected. So very protected. It's why the biggest athletes don't even do the shows. Because they're just worried, well, even if I get the question, man, if I say just the wrong thing, it'll be polarizing and screw it. I got 40 million Instagram fans. I'll just say it there instead. That's exactly why. But Baker Mayfield and the Browns know there is a negative perception about Baker Mayfield out there for the rest of the country. There's too many relations to Johnny. There's too much this. There's too much that. And so they want him out there kind of telling people the thing. Now, here's the other thing I noticed. We're going to play a clip from Baker here in a second. There was another clip of Baker Mayfield talking about the Cleveland Browns and how they're not a dysfunctional franchise, and he knows because he's been inside the building already. None of you retweeting that one. None of you. None of you are telling me how he owned Colin Coward talking about that, and you know why? Because you know Baker Mayfield's lying about that because the track record tells you they're a dysfunctional franchise. Now, are they going to be better next year and get better year after year after year? Sure. We're all hoping. That's what we're hoping. But to say that they're not currently dysfunctional, you, dude, you came off 0 and 16. You're dysfunctional. New, 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 you know, new. Same head coach. New, new across the board, though. I mean, that's the thing you're always saying is they upgraded here. They, they upgraded, upgraded here. They upgraded here. Same head coach. You're still dysfunctional, right? There's still that that stench of 0 and 16 didn't go away. So, head coach is is the one that we're that we're looking at here. I'm saying you did improve across uh, at quarterback. Even I said it twice. GM. Offensive coordinator, defensive end, defensive Yes, so you got some things to feel positive on. But the season hasn't even started yet, so you can't tell me the dysfunction's not still hanging around. You don't get rid of dysfunction before the season starts coming off an 0-16 season. Now we're looking to nitpick my stance. We're looking to nitpick my take so it looks like I'm not right, when in fact I totally am right. The Browns are completely dysfunctional, which is why none of you are retweeting that quote. You're retweeting this part of the interview because you feel like it sells your side of the argument. Let's take a listen. In Ohio State, I watched every snap. You were, you know, gloriously talented guy, right? And then I oh, right look, here. look, there it is. There's Colin Coward, the big hot take hater. He just hates Baker Mayfield. Just hates him. Just there, there's, there's big bad Colin Coward, the, the big bad Baker Mayfield hater. Now watch this, Baker, and you throw a touchdown, and instead of, now I don't like this. I'm going to tell you right now, how come you're not, what? Where are you going? Where now, you for those of you that can't see, this is actually probably not the best thing to do on the radio. Baker Mayfield throws a touchdown pass in the Ohio State game. A lot of you probably saw it. And instead of running towards the athlete he threw the ball to and kind of celebrating with the whole team, he does kind of do this weird thing where he runs to the back of the end zone. I don't really have a problem with it. I don't really feel like Colin Coward had an argument with it. He just wanted to set up. He wanted to have more than one example, and he wanted to get to the police tape. So he chose, wait for this now, as I'm going to pull back the curtain on broadcasting and let you a little too far back behind the curtain, he chose a piece of video that he knew Baker could explain away to then build the momentum to get you into the cop tape. We'll continue. Our band is over there, our student section's right there, and then straight back to our sideline. 
What about your team? Did you watch the rest of the game? I watched the whole game. You did? So you saw me celebrate with my teammates like the three touchdowns before that too? I don't like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. You pulled the one clip of me running right there to our fans and people that traveled well to that game, first of all. I think that's a point. I, I do. I mean, the band's there. The fans are there. Like, it's not like he ran away from everybody and just, like, said, boy, I don't want to be anywhere around you guys. I no, mean- that's all the more reason why I feel like this was a setup job from the beginning. I'm going to give you a fluff. I'm going to give you something easy to explain away because then when I grill you about the police video, it doesn't look like I'm just trying to be unfair. This was all a setup job. Baker saw that video. He was sent the clip. It was all clear before the interview started. I just know that's how it went down. Does Capri- or does, um Cowherd really have a problem with this, or was this all just manufactured to give Baker I think, Mayfield a, a... I think that part was... Man, I think... This is what I think. I think after the... Because I remember seeing the broadcast after the Ohio State game. I think he looks at stuff like that, and he makes too much of a deal out of it. But I think months removed from it, he goes, all right, I'm probably making too much of a deal out of it. The audience probably doesn't think this is big of a deal. Everybody thinks I'm too far on Baker Mayfield. Let me prop this up a little bit. I'll give him a fluff piece where he can easily explain it, and then we'll move forward. And then you didn't show the rest of the clip of me going to our sideline? No, no, no. You go, well, you no, have to go to the sideline. Right. You, to to you do have to go to the sideline. But well, where are you going to go after the touchdown? You're not going to go. Well, you're after- acting like I just ran away from everybody. Well, you did, but then you came back and circled and he the did. sideline. This is a, what is this, a five-second clip of you showing me, and then I'm off the screen right there? I'd like you to be with your teammates. Uh, watch the rest of the game. I'll See, pushback. Right. Oh, I know you went back to the sideline. No, no, no. I'm, go Watch the other touchdowns. I got very excited on that one. So you think my accusation that this doesn't this isn't the fact that I feel like you're going for the fact that I'm not a team guy. I'm selfish. Is no, see, I love that out of here? Baker. I love it. Says, okay, I, this is what I kind of feel like, and I'm instead of just sitting here and kind of going along with the host and just me, trying to make it as peaceful as humanly possible, Baker's going to push back. I like it, and that is what Colin's trying to get to here, right? Yeah, I think I, dude, he is trying to expose you to another side of Baker Mayfield. That's his job. He is. He's saying that you are not a team guy. By doing this, you are not a team guy. No, I don't think that's what he's saying. As a matter of fact, he addresses it in the clip. We'll let Colin say what Colin was trying to say. It's in the clip. You think my accusation that this doesn't this isn't the fact that I feel like you're going for the fact that I'm not a team guy. I'm selfish. Is that what you're shooting at right here? Or- um, it is a no. I don't think that. I think See, you, no, I don't I think, think that. So no, that's not what he's saying. <laughs> And then he tells you exactly what he does think um, about it. A, no, I don't think that. I think you. I think sometimes your judgment's just a tad off. Nothing wrong with that. Feels a judgment league because the, the game is so fast. Mm-hmm. You have to make the windows get really, really tight and really, really small. You gotta make decisions really, really fast. In college, you got that Orlando Brown guy. Got a little yeah. more time. I don't love that decision. I don't love it. The celebration. Do you I, see what people do in the league now, celebration-wise? Hip thrusting. Not a fan. Not a big fan of hip thrust. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like when Antonio Brown's doing that stuff. I'm not into it. You know what? Can, have you, do you have your celebration? Uh, no, I have nothing. I have nothing. You're just going to give the ball to I, Apparently, I think I need to just run away. <laughs> Little sense of humor okay. there. Like right, it? we got to get to the other one. And he goes into the, like, the cop video thing, right? You tell me where the ownership is. Who got roasted? I don't, dude, I liked Baker Mayfield in the interview. Go check my Twitter timeline. I said, man, I kind of like how Baker's coming off in this. Kind of like it. Even though I know it's all doctor, it's all fabricate, it's all fake. Every interview in the history of man's been fake like that. Those dudes are way too protected. You think you're getting raw, Baker Mayfield? No, you're not. Come on, wake up. I thought you were all woke. I thought Twitter was woke. You're all dead ass asleep. Woke, woke, woke. You're all dead ass asleep. Pre-planned, pre-fluffed. Show me where the ownership is. It's, my only issue is this. 
I just hate the gotcha culture. He got him. Baker got him. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. What he got was an opportunity to explain away some things that people do not like about Baker Mayfield, and a national radio host asked him about it and gave him a platform, as the NFL players love that word, gave him a platform in which to address it. I'm thankful that there's at least one of these guys that pushes back on these athletes. At least one of them's not fanboy, because all the blogs are all fanboyed out. Oh my God, whatever it takes, hashtag whatever it takes. I'll tell you whatever it takes. A discerning eye and being willing to ask the tough question. doesn't make you a hater. It makes you a professional. We'll close out the show next on Rock 106. 06.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. And Josh Rock and Roller. Was that a man or a woman? Because he needs a haircut more than I do. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here it goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. Swung out and missed. He struck him out. Seven Ks for Kluber. If he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means... Take a hike. I thought I like women. Women, 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 women. Get him out of here. Out. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f- my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. You feckless They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. That sounds like a choice. What? With the eighth pick in the 2018 NBA draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Colin Sexton from the University of Alabama. Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. That's gonna make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is terrible. I, I, I had to take off my shoes and run. So kiss my black it's not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Until I first drank my dog's pee, I was depressed, I was sad, and I had really bad acne. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it, it has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. And it's also proven to help cure cancer. And that is why I look so much better than y'all. Yeah, that woman was drinking dog pee in that video online for you at WRQK.com. I don't know how she figured out how many grams of something were in that. I have no idea. I don't know. I, I feel like she's just saying stuff. I mean, the curing cancer. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was a big one, too. Wasn't, uh, wasn't wild about that. Uh, today's one of those National This Day.
Okay. And uh, I don't know if this one's real or not, and I never know because popcorn's got a day, mac and cheese has a day. Like none of them are real, real. It, yeah, I was it, gonna it, say it is just Friday. But apparently, this is uh, it, this is National No Panties Day. Okay. So women are supposed to go uh, a pantyless. Okay. So I posted this at at, at at our Facebook page for the show. Yeah. And uh, I disagree. There is never an appropriate time for a woman. Not well. I mean, obviously, there's one, one, one appropriate time. I, uh, I'm a big fan of women in their underwear. I like women in bra and panties. I don't necessarily want them out of it. I don't. Do you think women without underwear on sexy? I mean, there's situations where it is, but then there's also situations where it's like I don't know. You should probably be wearing something there. <laughs> like, dude, if we're, if we're walking around getting all sweaty, I probably want something in between you and the denim. Yeah, I just think it's kind of gross, to be honest with you. I'm not a fan of that. I think it's so much hotter when, um, when when you're just in your bra and underwear. It's like there's still something left for the imagination there. I don't get it. Do you have big plans this weekend? Uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, the biggest thing that I have going on is tomorrow night at the OCW Arena. It is. Uh, it's all going down. You know, Robbie Superstar stole the belt from Jimmy Shane. Juice Jennings started talking crap about me yesterday on Twitter. So I we'll have to see what happens at Supernova. Uh, but tickets still available. You also get a free ticket to Kim Tam Lake when you buy a ticket to OCW tomorrow night. So OCWrestling.net. Get yourself some. What about you? What you got going on the date I'm tonight? Right? Drinks with the with the young woman this evening. Okay. And a friend of mine's coming into town tomorrow. I haven't seen them in a while. Okay. So that, that'll be good. And then uh, Sunday, if it if the rain holds off a little, which I don't think it's supposed to, uh, I, I'm tentatively going to play some golf, which has been going pretty well this last uh, couple of days. So hopefully I'll be able to do that. But it's supposed to be a washout today and tomorrow. The rain's supposed to just take over. Aside from that, we're done. We'll be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great weekend. See ya. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.